hello everyone, this is the 365 Message Center Show, and um, this week on episode 322, uh, we have uh, some news about lists and uh, the new form experience, uh, some good things around controlling what is there and what is not. Um, the Message Center experience, uh, I don't know, people trying to do us out of a job, there's a few things that are going to optimize the way messages are being read and displayed. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about that. Let's talk about that. Um, and lastly, the uh, answers in Viva content is going to appear in Microsoft Search. Isn't that fantastic? Answers in Viva all the way. Episode three twenty two, starting in three, two, one, now. Hello, everyone, and. Welcome uh, to episode 322. We've got a lot of messages this week. We're, going, we're trying to bring lots of value, as we say around here. So uh, make sure you, uh, if you like this episode, like and subscribe and hit us up on our socials at 365MCS. Leave us a comment. People have been leaving. A, I love comments and re yep. reacting to those. So um, definitely uh, do that. We'd love to uh, to interact with you. Definitely. Yeah. Uh so uh, can I say it this time? So uh, Daniel, why don't we uh why don't we just dive right in because we do have a lot to cover. <laughs> How about that? Yes, let's do it. Uh and the first one, you know, is a pretty quick one, although it could be kind of devastating to you. I don't know. It depends on <laughs> how you work. But Microsoft Publisher will no longer be supported after October 2026. Oh. MC716267. Now, it is February of 2024, okay? So we do have two and a half years of using publishers. So this is one of those, like, yes, they're going to stop supporting publisher, but you have two and a half years to use it and, and be fully supported. And then even then, if you have a uh, the product installed or, or you know, you've bought the the uh, non-cloud version or whatever, you can use that probably forever. I don't know. So don't freak out. But, um, this, you know, is a product that I think a lot of people use, not maybe not in the majority, but a lot of people have used it. Uh, I, I could see why maybe, you know, with some tools that have come out like Microsoft designer and others, you know, maybe it's kind of taken the place of this word even has, um, some, a lot of features that, you know, you can use to, to make formatting and all that. So anyway, um, so, you know, it's come time to, to set this one and a sale mm. in the sea <laughs> of forgetfulness um, or f I don't know. Uh, they're getting rid of it in two and a half years. OK, let's just keep saying that. Um, so this is, um, you know, um, something that is is not rolling out or anything like that. It's just one of those things where it's going to happen October 13th. I don't know why they picked that date, um, but uh, October thirteenth, twenty twenty. That's when uh, old old Joe from the the last member of the publisher team is is retiring. <laughs> old Joe, why are you calling him old? I don't. That's know. terrible. Yeah, know a few old Joe Joes around here, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Ooh, um, stop right there. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, just be aware of that. I, I know there's lots of fans. If you're a fan of Publisher, drop us a comment down below and tell us. I'd love to 
to see you do and, and talk to you about that. Do more than drop us a comment. What we want you to do is create mm-hmm. a publication, uh, a tribute. <laughs> no, a tribute using publisher. Yeah. yeah, why not? Okay, so uh, I'd like to start. Uh, let's let's switch gears here and go to teams. We haven't had a teams message in a while, so, so long. So let's long. make this happen. Um, I, but uh, is this verified? Uh, this message? It's it's verified. I was going to say vilified, verified. I don't know. There's other words to it. Whatever. Um, it's got the blue tick, the green tick, the whatever tick. What whatever they're doing these days. Oh, side comment. I went through um, the LinkedIn verification process. Have you done that? Where you scan your passport and it, yeah? Indeed. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Very clever. Um, So that's not this. (laughs) Um, Microsoft Teams updated labels for external participants in a meeting, MC716008. When you attend a meeting today, you have people in your organization, you have people that are external and then you have people that might be joining from just putting their display name in and hitting, um, yep, I'm going to join. And so that third uh, group uh, are going to get a label called unverified. Uh, so that's, I guess, another security layer or rather uh, visual indicator that certain number of people will be on your meetings and you can clearly see whether you've got a relationship with them or not. Well, um, those. I mean, that's that's the big key there, yeah. right, Daryl? Because it's it's not just those people who are joining anonymously. It it could also be from a a company, right? My company and Daryl's company. We're in a meeting together. If you haven't set up a trust, or mm-hmm. you know, you've set it up to where you don't trust and you have to be explicit, and we haven't set that up, then I'll be shown as unverified in Daryl's meeting. Yeah. So, yeah, but don't be too surprised when you see that um, because now we've told you. <laughs> well, that's why we're, we're, we're covering it, right, Daryl? Because yeah. I think a lot of people are going to start seeing this and yep. don't want them to freak out. Yeah, and, and they're, they're going to ask, where can I get verified? Um, I wonder if it's going to come across as feeling a bit offensive. You know, like, oh, what do you mean unverified? Yeah, I don't know. You invited me to this meeting. Come on now. <laughs> You published this link to the public. Yeah. Standard release will be rolling this out mid-February 2024. I expect it to be complete March 2024. And, yeah, other area. Oh, no, I'm not going to read the rest of it. You can, but that's that's roughly the dates. Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep this short because we've got lots, lots to talk about. Daniel's going to take us into a topic a little bit deeper because mm. there's a lot more to talk about it. Um, <laughs> he's got a list. I do have a list, and it'll soon have a form. Microsoft Lists New Forms Experience, MC716006. This is something that I really think it's addressing a need that we have been using um, products for SharePoint Lists for so long to make this happen. You know, first, I think it was, you know, we're using SharePoint Designer to do this, which was... We had a form, we would go in and edit the new form, you know, in SharePoint Designer, and we would remove fields, um, remove those columns so people wouldn't see them when they were filling it in. Uh, InfoPath filled a void here where you could, you know, create a form. Um, Power Apps is another where people would create a Power App just to remove one column, you know, from the form so people wouldn't fill it in. We also had uh, formatting. In lists, right? So you could format the form, the the entry, and so it would you could actually remove 
columns there that way. So we, I don't know, what did I just name? Three, five, something like that. Anyway, about four. Yeah. So this is something we, we've been trying to do, and and this is coming as an, a native experience. Yay! For you to be able to create a form and be able to say, I have ten columns in my list, in my list, and I want five of them to be on this form, and I want to share this form with anyone. I don't want to give them edit permission. I want them to just fill out this stinking form. So you can send it to them and they'll fill that out. It'll save into the list and then you can fill in the other five columns, you know, after they have filled it in. Uh, So this, I I mean, back in the day, I'll admit it. I created a, um, someone wanted a, they were going to implement a help desk system, but it was months and months away and they wanted to do just a really cheap, really quick uh, help desk system. And we did it in lists. And this is how we did it, right? You don't want to have the person entering in information to set um, the, the um, ownership of who owns the task or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. You just want to fill out what is the problem. And then mm. um, on the back end or, or the management part of it, you you know, I want to sign this task to someone. I want to That's say great example in yeah. progress or completed, you know, those are columns I want to enter in. So this will allow you to do that. Here's the form, fill out, create a ticket, and then we'll manage it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll enter in the other information in the columns. Uh, so this is, um, you cannot share, um, the form with different permissions, meaning I can't share it and say, well, you can only read. I don't know why you would do that, but you can't, you know, edit. You know, you can't open up an item and edit in this form or whatever. So, um, you know, just be aware, you know, there is uh, only kind of one link. And, and you have to, the the permissions of sharing with anyone has to be turned on in your in your tenant. So in your, so if the site doesn't allow sharing with anyone, then it won't work. So, uh, there's a couple things here, Daryl, though, that, you know, I have questions about, mm-hmm. if I may. And <clears throat> you, may. you let me know if these are if these are questions or concerns I have, if they're if they're worth being concerned about. The first is required metadata. So in the scenario I just gave, when someone fills in a help desk ticket and again, the, you, there's lots of ways, um, uses for this, but fills in a help desk ticket, I think. Uh, you know, you would have other required columns that they're not going to see. So when they fill in those five fields, let's call it, and they save it, can I have required fields that are not on the form? I, I, I think we will be able to because we can do that today. You can, you can save content without filling in required information. It just says, hey, re- missing required information on that item. I mean, is that, am I, you know, kind of shooting at... No, that is fair to be concerned about and worth mentioning. Yeah, I, I just hope that, um, you know, that it does allow us to do that. I, mm. I want to be able to do that. The The second big question I have is, what is the destination? And how does this work in that I'm sharing this form out to you. What I'm assuming is going to happen, I get an email... I click the button, it opens up the form, hmm. 
But where does it open it up? Is it just going to open it up in Outlook or does it open up in a browser? And is it in the list that it opens? Meaning if I'm sending them a form to fill out, I don't want them to see the list. Right. And this is something that we did back in the day. You, you would, uh, when you were creating the form, like in SharePoint designer, or uh, you're creating a link, someone clicked on to the new, um, form of a SharePoint list. And when they clicked complete, you had a, um, you know, question mark equals source or question mark source equals, and then you would put a URL of where you wanted them to land. And so when they clicked the link, they filled out the form. The source was the landing page you wanted them to go to. They said, thank you for filling out the form, blah, blah, blah. And then it would take them when they submitted. They, that's where they would go. All right. So that was the little trick. Hmm. Is that what's going to happen here? They click submit and and it take and it just says thank you and they just close it and goes away. I hope so. It, I've said all that, Daryl. Am I? Is that something to be worried about, or am I just? No, you know? it's it's a good question to ask. Yep. Which we'll have we'll have the answer in a little while, but um, yeah, I think you're you're leading to, you know, you don't want people to see the list sit in there in the background when they close the form you want it to be quite a friendly isolated experience they fill the form out good thanks very much close yeah and i think you know this is using it in this way is is making microsoft lists via that data source you know where we're gathering information and storing it and so I need the users, if I'm if I'm going through the trouble of sending them this form that doesn't show data, all the data, I'm just capturing the data I want to capture, I don't want them then to see the list and see all the data. So anyway, we'll see. Because this is rolling out late February, so in a week or two maybe, um, and completed by mid-March for targeted release, and then standard release, GCC, GCC High, DOD, US SEC, and US NAT. Begin rolling out mid-March, uh, be completed by late April. So um, I'm I'm excited about this. We, Like I said, we've been trying to, we've been doing this with all different types of products. So I like seeing this come as a, an experience that uh, they're bringing, f- you know, first, uh, you know, using the experience uh, in SharePoint or in Microsoft hmm. List, I guess. Um, so, Daryl, you mentioned our jobs are in jeopardy. We absolutely are, right? You know, people will will not have to watch or listen to the show, which is why, you know, we should stop encouraging people to subscribe or to like the video. Um, I hope you're I hope you're being cheeky. I hope <laughs> for for the listeners of the podcast, Daryl is winking. Ah. Uh, this this is a, an update, a good update to the message center. Uh, that when you open up a message, it's going to look a little different. Uh, MC or Message Center Experience Updates MC seven one five seven zero one. Let's talk terminology here because we we actually don't even call things by these names. What is a flyout, Daniel? When we open up the Message Center, uh, what is it or what what yeah, should what it? it? Okay, it's the it's the message. You click on the message and Correct. the message flies out from yeah. the from the side. Yeah. And, and over the top of the message mm-hmm. list. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's the flyer. 
what is the summary, Daniel? It's the top of the message. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we have the format the of the message, and you, maybe you're looking at this now with us, people, as, 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 as we've got this on the screen, of course. But there's message summary, and then we have an area about where it happens, what it will happen, how it will affect your organization, some pictures, links, and various things. There's also some uh, categorizing information at the top of the message, like what service is this? Uh, what tags are available, mm-hmm. and um, and you know those things like when it was published and and when it was last updated. So as you're seeing on screen, and for those who are listening to this, the message format for the flyout it looks like it's going to get wider. It's going to have a left um, body where that's where the content will be, and you'll have a summary at the top. They've given us an example here where. Apart from the title and the usual buttons like copy, the link, and share, directly below that is a summary inside a grey box. It is a paragraph, a solid block of text. And I joked with Daniel that maybe maybe it was uh, generated by a co-pilot for Message Centre. Uh, we'll see. Um, then you've got the rest of the message as you would normally expect, and all the, the extra bits and pieces that help you categorise and understand what this message is, whether it's relevant to you, what applications it relates to, the message ID, the roadmap IDs, all that kind of stuff that's sitting down the side on a right sidebar, which is good. Um, I think that's a, a good improvement. does mean, Daniel, when this arrives, um, one, do we still have a job? Is, is this co-pilot for Message Center, which I'm completely making an assumption here, is that going to do this out of a job? No, it I want to make sure we're perfectly clear here. Um, Daryl said, like, assumption. He's totally making this up. I've, I am. I've never heard I'm of co-pilot for, co-pilot for Message Center. I, I've never, yeah. So totally making that up. We don't have yep. any inside information there. No, no. It's it's a made-up thing. But I totally, I understand why you're saying it and why yep. you said that. Um, because of the summary section, it feels like it could be the, summarize this content and create a paragraph and it goes mm-hmm. um, with some run on sentences. Uh, it yeah. looks like maybe from, the, from the <laughs> example here, but yeah, could uh, be. I don't know. It it's, it's a summary and I get, I can think through some reasons why you would want to do this, but there's a summary and then right below it is what we used to call the summary. Yeah. So yep. I, I don't know. I do uh, like again, the side, the right side stuff, like you were saying. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's it's you know we're looking at an example. It might not necessarily be the the final product of the well, content. They they chose this example. I mean, true. You know, it, true. We, we just have to go with what they put in there. And I, I'm not a huge fan of the summary. I'm just, mm. not. but maybe you it's know, a needed thing. I don't know. I think based on this, especially with with because I'm the guy that takes the screenshots and I'm using the tenants on targeted release mode that it's rolling out mid-February and expected to be complete early March, maybe next week or even the following week. We'll see this message as they intend it um, based on this. Standard release will see it um, early March and be completed late March. And moving along. Oh, um, I've given you some answers on this. What, what? No, I, was, I just came up with a great transition that you could do. Oh no, for you this, do it. You do it. Go ahead. No, 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 no it's I not the way it's it. supposed to work. 
Oh, okay. So tell me what I should say and then I'll say it. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a married couple, like having no, a, it sounds a like disagreement. A, it sounds like a... Um, you know, just tell me old, what I'm supposed to say. No, it was a, it was a video of... Um, I saw recently of of a guy, and I don't know if he actually was blind or whether he was joking about it, but he was he was reading the the you know the Oscars, and you might present, and you got like a couple of people that are helping present that yeah. Oscar, and they each take turns to announce it, right? And they both of them read off a teleprompter. Well, one of the guys was blind, so <sighs> the guy beside him was telling him what he should say. Oh man! And then he would repeat it, <laughs> and so, and then they joked about it. So I think it was yeah. a gag. It was a bit, but um, sure. it was interesting. Um, so Daniel, tell me what I should say. No, <laughs> you say it. <laughs> I was just thinking. You know, we're talking about change in the message yeah. center, and then yeah. you could create a what you know a an answer. You could ask question. You know, what is this new thing? And there could be an answer, yeah. and someone would go search for it, and it would show up. I see. It's it's just not as good not if I have to explain it. You know, you have to explain. It's like explaining a joke, isn't it? Exactly. I'm sorry. Answers in Viva content in Microsoft Search MC seven one five seven hundred. Uh, the title, you read that title, and some of you may go, wait a minute, are you telling me that answers were not in search results? And this is exactly, you know, for, for me, this is exactly what I expected uh, when answers became a thing, which is discoverability being smooth, easy, in the flow of work. I do a search. And search goes, oh, you're searching on a topic, no pun intended here, um, a, a, a topic of sorts, uh, some, you know, some acronym or something. There's a question about that acronym and someone has answered it. Well, show that in the search results as well, right? So that I can, I don't have to go to answers in Viva to find information about this. I just do a search and it gives me documents along with, hey, here's a question someone has asked about this click it. Uh, so, and, and this is kind of along the same, um, uh, functionality, well, not functionality, but same kind of thread of Q and a right in Microsoft search, you can go in and create basically the Q and a say lots of people are searching for this thing. Well, let's create a question and answer section and it shows up at the mm -hmm. top, right? This is kind of, you know, in that same line, but with answers in Viva. Um, so that's, it doesn't have to be curated. It's a automatic experience where people are asking questions and answering it and things have been marked as best and poof, it shows up in search. It's um, fantastic. I, I think it is. I think it's fantastic for those organizations using answers. Um, so it now, uh, you need to, um, you know, have some licensing going on for people to be using it. We're not going to jump into that, but Basically, this is questions um, that have been answered in answers in Microsoft Viva, which we all hopefully will know that's part of Engage, right? That's that, but it's a special section of Engage, but also communities in Viva Engage. We talked about this recently about answers coming into communities and not having to be in that central location. So that all of this, all, you know, both of those will be included in this. Um, so terribly excited um i really am i i yeah. think this is what um in my mind this is what it should always have been and and probably was the target and so we're getting it when daniel public preview 
is early March and completed by late March. And then standard release would be early March, expected late March. So you may be asking yourself, (laughs) (laughs) why, why would they differentiate that? I don't know. Uh, I have a guess. Do you want to hear my guess or do you just want me to keep going? Ask the question in the portal. (laughs) Right. Ask why. I I feel like maybe this was a copy paste and they didn't edit the dates. Yeah. Oops. We might see them Uh, updated soon. Maybe. Um, So, you know, uh, as far as the dates are concerned, I wouldn't rely on that, you know, uh, strictly. But uh, yeah, the the faster you can get here, the better, I think. So (laughs) I'm I'm okay with that. Um, You know, that message was not optimized for uh, the dates uh, that was sharing when it was rolling out. But uh, maybe we need to optimize our video. Yeah, maybe. Um, and this feature comes to you, uh, sponsored by our Teams, the product that we use often. Op- optimized video setting for screen sharing, MC715695. If you've ever tried to share a video from your desktop in a Teams meeting, you'll know that it doesn't uh, appear as uh, as you would like sometimes. Well, first mistake, you probably didn't turn the audio on, right? So which is just the same as muting yourself and then trying to talk for three minutes. So you try to share this video, you forget to turn the audio on, you, okay, sorry, I'll, I'll turn the audio on, you click play again, and it's, do it with me, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, again, our podcast listeners, we're having to do a lot of descri- describing this week, but it's very jumpy. There are um, missing frames, so videos are not optimized for the best experience. The current uh, best way to do that is you use PowerPoint Live and you put your video in there. And that way it's a local experience. Cool. But what if you've got a large video? Or what if it's, you know, via other means? This feature is about uh, optimizing the shared desktop experience for playing video. And uh, I maybe I'd call it a boost for video uh, priority, right? But like we have something like that where we can raise the audio quality for, let's say you're taking a class and it's all about focused on playing instruments and there's a higher quality bandwidth for for audio. Similar kind of thing, but for video, it's, it's, it's not really going into that detail here and I'm sure we could find out, but it's likely that it's a boost and it's going to raise the frame rate. The message says that this should actually happen automatically. I haven't even found that. Um, but if if it isn't, then presenters can use this button to optimize for playing video. I suggest if you are going to play a video and you're a presenter, you've got that planned, use it at the ahead of the meeting. But we get to see what um, how that how that affects your performance or uh, of the or rather the way that you receive the meeting. Because the more frames that we push across the video. Uh, the the more information uh, um, has to come to your side, and you know that might might be a problem for some with with bandwidth. Anyway, Daniel, I was keeping it reasonably short. I think I've gone over short, <laughs> uh, but that's that's the the gist of that message. And targeted release rolling out early March, expected to complete mid March, and standard release is actually different in this message. <laughs> it's mid March through to late March. Um, so yeah, moving on to ooh, uh, uh, let's chat. 
Huh? We're going to chat. chat. It is chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Microsoft Teams chat for organizers and presenters in town hall. MC seven one five six nine three. This is um, again. I read this and I'm like, of course, this is exactly what we need, right? You're having a town hall. You're having your presenters and your organizers, and and you need to kind of have a hey, what about? We need to make sure. Let's switch this and this, or let's uh, let's jump to this section. You know, we're running out of time. We got to do, you know, instead of having that in front of everyone, having a chat with just those uh, presenters and organizers to say, okay, we need to do this. Make sure. Don't forget to make this point. You know, have that kind of chat on the side, outside of where everyone sees, is mm. a, is a great thing. And I know there are people have been doing it. They've just been doing it outside of the town hall, <laughs> just having a separate chat, you know, yeah. that they create with those people. And they, so instead of making it complicated, Microsoft's going to try to make it easy. So there's going to be, while you are, um, you know, it, it's basically a chat. They're going to create a new chat instance for those people uh, instead of you manually having to do it. Um, and within the town hall experience as well, there's going to be a new tab in the chat experience for organizers and presenters that will show that conversation going. So you can have it right there. Make sure you organize and keep everything going smoothly and not having to um, really uh, do the the organizing bit in front of everybody, right? Be able to have that content or conversation outside of that. So uh, I'm I'm a big fan of this one. Um, and, uh, I like seeing this, you know, coming, um, the, when you're, you know, of course you have to set up your presenters and your organizers in when you're creating the town hall and it's going to use that to create the chat. So mm -hmm. that's rolling out early March, mid March, uh, completed for those targeted release customers and then standard mid March to late March. So lots of March stuff rolling out. So we know what that means, right, Daryl? We're marching forward to the last message. That, okay, but it also means that it's not going to hit those deadlines. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> so many things being released at the same time, some of them are not going to get, make the deadline. <laughs> just just going to tell you. Um, Daryl, I know you're excited about the next one. Talk to me about why in the world you care about SharePoint embedded containers. Wow. Yeah. Um, it, first of all, it's a large title, so um, I'll let you read it, and then I'll, I'll wait for you for five minutes, and then I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> so, um, it, this is about SharePoint embedded containers, and uh, that you'll be able to administer them through SharePoint Admin Center. What is Microsoft SharePoint embedded, uh, previously known as um, Syntax? Repository services. Yeah, I got there. <laughs> I see I'd already extinguished it from my memory. Um, it is it is another form of SharePoint, uh, leveraging all the goodness of SharePoint for storage, uh, for apps, for metadata, for security compliance, etc. But um, another way of describing it is headless SharePoint, that it is not the same team sites, communication sites. Yes, Daniel's uh, hiding his head. Um, it is it is a really meant as a place for applications that could be developed to leverage SharePoint as a file storage um, repository and get all that goodness that's that's sitting there. And one of the one of the key apps that is using that 
one of my favorites anyway, is Microsoft Loop. Um, that's where our workspaces are stored. When we create a workspace and we invite people to it and we create pages in a workspace, that's where it's stored. There are other applications that use it too. I think Designer uses it to some capacity. Uh, and I forget the other one as a first-party app. Uh, so uh, the message is that uh, we haven't been able to administer these um, spaces in SharePoint Embed, in SharePoint Embedded. We haven't had the visibility of of what those spaces are, where they are, who owns them, who has access to them, their various different roles. Uh, in the case of Loop, there is an owner, which is the person who created the workspace. You're going to see that in this uh, this new uh, area in SharePoint's administration center. And it, that SharePoint administration center has this dedicated area for um, the SharePoint embedded sites. Uh, it's first release, and I'll kind of finish on this, Daniel. It's quite quite um, basic in that you'll be able to see a list of these different spaces, or rather, I could, should call them containers. Uh, for uh, within within the admin center, you'll be able to view that list, see some details about them, creation dates, owners, labels if there are labels applied to them, um, and. This is probably more uh, significant, I think, to, to loop especially, but you'd be able to soft delete a container, which is a workspace, and restore it. That's good because sometimes people are mistakenly deleting their workspaces and then having trouble trying to get it back. Admins can do that now. But that's it for now, Daniel. Uh, it's it's not like there are other administrative capabilities. I'm sure that will come eventually. Uh, it, I hope I'm so. glad to see, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. if you think back about the number of features that have been released that are, first of all, PowerShell with no graphical UI, uh, and you're expected to use this PowerShell command, and then the UI comes out in a, a year later, at right. least they're releasing it with a UI today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and y- you can manage the um, containers hmm. uh, with PowerShell. But uh, I think you're right. This is first version, hopefully, and we're we're confident that we'll be getting more features because it, it really is the only thing you can do is delete and restore um, here. You can view, and I don't count that as doing. That's that's good information, though, right, Dara? I'm, I'm not trying to let, you know diminish that. that it's hmm. good information to see all of this stuff and see uh, how many there are and who the owners are and all that. But, um, but we're, we're looking forward to, to having even more functionality. Uh, yeah. will be part of this. So in the comments and in feedback.microsoft.com, let us know what you would like to see um, other things to be able to administer <laughs> in here, you know, being able to assign new members, being able to, to change membership or ownership, yeah, all those sorts of things. So this Absolutely. is a public preview rolling out early March, expected complete late March and standard release mid-April and expected to be complete um, early May. That's our last message. Another colossal show delivering masses of value and you know what to do. We've told you a few times. If you haven't already, share this. Like it. Oh, you'll share it. Yeah, subscribe. Yes. Tell all your friends to subscribe. To subscribe. We're so close to becoming... Uh, a thousand subscribers and then we can 
elevate our capabilities on this this mm-hmm. lovely channel we thank you for joining the the, the journey with us on this and mm-hmm. um thanks Absolutely. for joining us this week on episode 322 thank you so much bye for now see ya. Thank you.